Hey guys, Carson here from George Has the Wheel. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about ratings and certifications that you can get as a pilot and flight training aircraft. So as always, hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to, if you have any reviews, comments, questions, or suggestions for upcoming episodes, shoot me an email at georgehasthewheel7500 at gmail.com. George Has the Wheel starts right now. Hey guys, what's up? Carson here. So, um, I started, you know, writing my writing my stuff down about topics I was going to hit and whatnot, and it occurred to me there's just so much to talk about, about the certificates and ratings, I'm not going to have time to talk about the uh, flight training aircraft, and not only am I not going to have enough time to talk about flight training aircraft, I may have to make another couple episodes on this uh, certificate and rating series because it's just so in-depth and complicated. I'm going to be talking about requirements and limitations and benefits and all this sort of thing. Um, so, also a quick note to my international listeners. These are uh, FAA rules. Um, I, I believe they're pretty similar for IACRA, which is international. Or, I, I think I said that wrong. No, I think it's IACRA is the international one. Um, anyways, this is for the FAA. Uh, I'd advise you go up and compare my, um, to my international listeners, I'd advise you go up and compare what I say to your country's standards, um, because mine, you know, obviously there will be a couple things different, or it might be completely different entirely, and I apologize, but, um, right now, you know, I'm just talking about the FAA, American standards. So, uh, we'll start, we'll start off the student pilot stuff get. According to um, Part 14 CFR 6189, a student pilot may not act as pilot in command of an aircraft that is carrying a passenger, carrying property for compensation or hire, uh, just operating in an aircraft for compensation or hire, or in furtherance of a business. A student pilot may not act as pilot in command of an aircraft on an international flight, except a student pilot may make solo training flights from Haynes, Gustavus, or Genoa, Alaska, to Whitehorse in Yukon, Canada, and return over British Columbia. What? That is very spe oddly specific. That's very weirdly specific. A student pilot can um, make can make a student pilot cannot act as pilot in command of an aircraft on an international flight, except on a solo training flight from Haynes, Gustavus, or Genoa, Alaska to Whitehorse in Yukon, Canada, and return over British Columbia. Okay, that's just oddly specific. I find that really funny, actually. But um, a they cannot operate aircraft as a pilot in command with a flight or surface visibility of less than three statute miles at daylight or five statute miles at night, or uh, when the flight cannot be made with visual reference to the surface or in a manner contrary to any limitations placed in the pilot's logbook by an authorized instructor. A student pilot cannot act as a required pilot flight crew member on any aircraft for which more than one pilot is required by the type certificate of the aircraft or regulations under which the flight is conducted, except when receiving flight training from an authorized instructor on board an airship and no person other than a required flight crew member is carried on the aircraft. A student pilot seeking a sport pilot certificate must comply with the provisions of um, paragraphs A and B of this section, 
which I'll be reading later on in the eligibility uh, requirements and may not act as a pilot in command of an aircraft other than a light sport aircraft at night at an altitude of more than 10,000 feet MSL or 2,000 feet AGL whichever is higher in class B, C or D airspace at an airport lo located in class B, C or D airspace and to, from, through, or on an airport having an operational control tower without having received the ground and flight training specified in uh, a FAR 6194 and an endorsement from an authorized instructor. Um, they also, they also uh, cannot act as pilot in command of a light sport aircraft without having received the applicable ground training, flight training, and instructor endorsement specified in FAR 61-327, um, paragraphs A and B. The holder of a student pilot certificate may act as pilot in command of an aircraft without holding a medical certificate issued under Part 67, provided the student pilot holds a valid U.S. driver's license, meets the requirements of 6123C3, and the operation is conducted consistent with the requirements of paragraphs A and B, which, like I said, I'm going to read later on in the eligibility requirements and the yeah okay and uh, conditions of 61113 FAR so where the requirements of paragraphs A and B in the eligibility requirements section uh, conflict with 61113 a student pilot must comply with paragraphs A and B of this section so they have priority now I'm finally going to read those paragraphs so to be eligible for a student pilot certificate an applicant must be at least 16 years of age for other than the operation of a glider or a balloon, be at least 14 years of age for the operation of a glider or a balloon, be able to read, speak, write, and understand the English language. If the applicant is unable to meet one of these requirements due to medical reasons, then the administrator may place such operating limitations on that applicant's pilot certificate as are necessary for the safe, oper safe operation of the aircraft. So uh, now that I've talked for a little bit about the student pilot certificate, Let's talk about the next level up, your, the sport pilot certificate. So the, sports, the sport pilot cannot be paid to fly passengers or property. Uh, they can't act as pilot in command of an aircraft that is carrying passengers or property for compensation or hire. Um, they can't be paid to act as pilot in command at all. They, additionally, they can't fly in furtherance of a business or for any employment reasons. They can operate during the day or only, um, and they can fly up to 10,000 feet above sea level uh, MSL, so 10,000 MSL or 2,000 AGL, whichever is higher. Additionally, they can't maintain visual reference um, with the surface. They must maintain visual reference with the surface, sorry. No flight in or above the clouds. They can carry up to one passenger, and they, they can equally share the operating expenses of a flight with your passenger. These expenses may involve fuel, oil, air, airport expenditures, or airplane rental fees. Additional training is required to fly in certain busier types of controlled airspace. Class B, C, or D airspace requires additional training in order to operate in these areas. Additional training is required to fly faster light sport aircraft, and this applies if you intend to fly a light sport aircraft with a normal level flight cruise speed of over 87 knots. Many LSAs are certified up to 120 knots in level cruise. Operations outside of the U.S. require special permission and you may not fly outside the United States unless you have prior authorization from the country in which you seek to operate. Your sport pilot certificate carries the limit. Holder does not meet IKEA requirements. 
ICAO is the International Civil Aviation Organization. Um, that's it. ICAO, not IACRA. I don't know where I got IACRA. I think that's another aviation administration, um, but it's not the one I was I wanted to refer to. I wanted to refer to ICAO. So the requirements to obtain a sport pilot certificate, you must be at least 17 years old. Um, you must be able to read, write, and converse fluently in English. You must be in good health as evidenced by holding a U.S. driver's license. You must receive and log ground training from, a, from an authorized instructor or complete a home study course such as the Gleam Sport Pilot Kit or the Sporties, uh, flight, the, uh, Sporties Ground Training Online Program. And by the way, guys, none of, neither of those are sponsored. I just suggested those because those are really good courses. Um, you must pass a knowledge test with a score of 70% or better. The Sport Pilot's knowledge test consists of 40 multiple choice questions selected from all of, all of the airplane-related questions in the FAA's Sport Pilot Knowledge Test Bank. You must receive flight instruction and demonstrate skill. You must accumulate appropriate flight experience and receive a minimum of 20 hours of flight instruction and solo flight time. And you, finally, you must successfully complete a practical flight test, which will be given as a final exam by an FAA inspector or designated pilot examiner, and it will be conducted as specified in the FAA's Sport Pilot Practical Test Standards. Okay, guys, we're going to take a short break here, and we'll be back in just a second with the next part of our episode. Hey, listeners, Carson here from George Has the Wheel. I want to take a moment to tell you about Audible's awesome 30-day free trial program. Just hit the link in the description and sign up for the free trial. You get a free membership with Audible for 30 days, one Audible credit to spend on books that are yours to keep, two credits if you're a Prime member, a friendly email reminder before your trial ends, and best of all, unrestricted access to the entire Audible Plus catalog of books, podcasts, including my podcast, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. No credits needed. Again, to sign up, just hit the link in the description and get your exclusive free trial today. Hey guys, I want to take a moment to just tell you that all my music is royalty free and copyright free. I just want to make sure somebody, you know, doesn't listen to my podcast and make a copyright claim on it. But all my music is royalty-free, copyright-free, and open-source. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Let's get back to our episode. Okay, guys, so uh, going into the next section of our episode... Um, we're going to be talking about the next level up, recreational pilots. So, let's start off by talking about their privileges and their limitations. A person who holds a, I'm just going to call it rec for short, a person who holds a rec pilot certificate may carry no more than one passenger and not pay less than the pro rata share excuse me, of the operating expenses of a flight with a passenger, provided the expenses involve only fuel, oil, airport expenses, or aircraft rental fees. A person who holds a recreational pilot certificate may act as pilot in command of an aircraft on a flight within 50 nautical miles from the departure airport, provided the person has received ground and flight training from uh, for takeoff, departure, arrival, and landing procedures at the departure airport, 
received ground and flight training for the area terrain and aids to navigation that are in the vicinity of the departure airport, been found proficient to operate the aircraft at the departure airport and the area within 50 nautical miles from that airport, and received from an authorized instructor a logbook endorsement, which is carried in the person's possession in the aircraft that permits flight within 50 nautical miles from the departure airport. A person who holds a recreational pilot certificate may act as pilot in command of an aircraft on a flight that exceeds 50 nautical miles from the departure airport provided the person has received ground and flight training from an authorized instructor on the cross-country training requirements of subpart E um, that apply to the aircraft rating held. By the way, guys, that's subpart E of uh, 14 CFR 61.101. Um, and once once they've received the ground and flight training from an authorized instructor on the cross-country training requirements of uh, subpart E of this part that apply to the aircraft rating, um, they've been found, if they have been found proficient in cross-country flying and received from an authorized instructor a logbook endorsement, which is carried on the person's possession in the aircraft that certifies the person has received and been found proficient in the cross-country training requirements of subpart E of this part that apply to aircraft rating held, then they can uh, do that. A person who holds a rec pilot certificate may act as pilot in command of an aircraft in Class B, C, and D airspace at an airport located in Class B, C, or D airspace and to, from, through, or at an airport having an operational control tower provided that person has received and logged ground and flight training from an authorized instructor on the following aeronautical knowledge areas and areas of operation as appropriate to the aircraft rating held. The use of radios, radios communications, navigation system and facilities, and radar services, operations at airports with a operating control tower to include three takeoffs and landings at a full, to a full stop, with each landing involving a flight in the traffic pattern um, at an airport with an operating control tower, and applicable, ap applicable flight rules of Part 91 of this chapter for operations in Class B, C, and D airspace and air traffic control clearances, and have been, have been found completely proficient in these aeronautical knowledge areas and um, areas of operation and received from an authorized instructor a logbook endorsement which is carried on the person's possession or readily accessible in the aircraft that certifies the person has received and has been found proficient in those aeronautical knowledge areas and areas of operations specified in um, the, this section, except as, provi as provided um, a recreational pilot may not act as pilot in command of an aircraft that is certificated for more than four occupants um, with more than one power plant, with a power plant of more than 180 horsepower, except aircraft certified in the rotorcraft category or with retractable landing gear. Um, that's classified as a multi-engine airplane, powered lift, glider, airship, balloon, powered parachute, or weight shift control aircraft that is carrying a passenger or property for compensation or higher, for compensation or higher, in furtherance of a business between sunset and sunrise, in Class A, B, C, and D airspace at an airport located in Class B, C, or D airspace, or to, from, through, or at an airport having an operational control tower, at an altitude of more than 10,000 feet MSL or 2,000 feet AGL, whichever is higher. Just a quick reminder, uh, MSL stands for mean sea level, so it's above the sea, and AGL stands for uh, at above ground level, so it's above the ground. 
when the flight or surface visibility is less than three statute miles without visual reference to the surface, on a flight outside the United States unless authorized by the country in which the flight is conducted, to demonstrate that aircraft in flight as an aircraft salesperson to a prospective buyer, that is used in a passenger carrying airlift and sponsored by a charitable organization, and that is towing any object. A recreational pilot may not act as a pilot flight crew member on any aircraft for which more than one pilot is required by the type certificate of the aircraft or the regulations under which the flight is conducted except when receiving flight training from a person authorized to provide flight training on board an airship and no person other than a required flight crew member is carried on the aircraft. A person who holds a rec pilot certificate has logged fewer than 400 flight hours and has not logged pilot command time in an aircraft within the 180 days preceding the flight shall not act as pilot in command of an aircraft until the pilot receives flight training and a logbook endorsement from an authorized instructor and the instructor certifies that this person is proficient to act as pilot in command of the aircraft. This requirement can be met in combination with the requirements of 6156 and FAR 6157 of this part at the discretion of the authorized instructor. A recreational pilot certificate issued under this subpart carries the notation holder does not meet ICAO requirements. Again, ICAO stands for the International Civil Aviation Organization. It's basically an international FAA. Or for the purpose of obtaining additional certificates or ratings while under the supervision of an authorized instructor, a recreational pilot may fly as the sole occupant of an aircraft for which the pilot does not hold an appropriate category class rating within airspace that requires communication with ATC or between sunset and sunrise provided the flight or surface visibility is at least five statute miles. In order to fly solo as, as provided in paragraph I of this section, which I read earlier, the recreational pilot must meet the appropriate aeronautical knowledge and flight training requirements of FAR 1461-87 for that aircraft. When operating an aircraft under the conditions specified um, in paragraph I of this section, the one that I read before, the recreational pilot shall carry the logbook that has been endorsed for each flight for, by an authorized instructor who has given the recreational pilot training in the make and model of the aircraft in which the solo flight is to be made and has found that the recreational pilot has met the applicable requirements of 6187 and has found that the recreational pilot is competent to make solo flights in accordance with the logbook endorsement. A recreational pilot may act as pilot in command of an aircraft without holding a medical certificate issued under Part 67 of this chapter, provided the pilot holds a valid U.S. driver's license, meets the requirements of 6123, and the operation is conducted consistent with this section and the conditions of 61113. Where the requirements of this section conflict with 61113, a recreational pilot must comply with this section. So lastly, we're going to talk about the requirements to become a rec pilot. You must be 17 years old. You must hold a student pilot certificate and at least a third class medical. You must be able to read, write, and speak and understand English. You must obtain 30 hours of flight time to include 15 hours instruction, 3 hours solo, and 2 hours of instruction to an airport 25 nautical miles from your home airport. You must pass an FAA written exam for the recreational pilot certificate and you must pass an FAA practical test or check ride. Okay, guys, that's the end of our episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. I want to quickly say I was mentioning a lot of things like FARs and sections and chapters, and I would say stuff like uh, meet the conditions of 61.113 or 61.87 or 508. It's 
those are all laws that the FAA has set up, and you can go look them up, and um, they should all be uh, there, and uh, yeah. Okay, so as always, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, show me a little support, um, and there's going to be a link down in the description. Don't forget to go check out my YouTube channel, subscribe, give me a thumbs up, and comment, and uh, also guys, don't forget to get your Audible 30-day free trial, and uh, yeah. So, as always, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Once again, I'm Carson Wagner, your host on George Has the Wheel.